This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Hurricane Ian impacting cruise itineraries. Barbuda, 22 environmental and human right defenders facing charges, serious concerns over legal intimidation. Barbados to open offshore bidding in December. Haitian could replace Dominican as Pan American Health Organization director. Medical license factory reduces fees for doctors licensed in Puerto Puerto Rico, and Haitian Italian designer returns to Milan Fashion Week. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 28th. We start a report today with a look at Hurricane Ian impacts on cruises. St. Kitts Nevis Observer reports Hurricane Ian is affecting cruise itineraries in the Caribbean as it approaches Florida. The Category 4 storm, which made landfall in Cuba yesterday, is currently headed towards Florida. And as a result, Tampa and Port Canaveral have both been closed to vessels. Norwegian Cruise Line has canceled the next departure of Norwegian Getaway, which was scheduled for September 29, while Carnival has canceled upcoming sailing of Carnival Elation and Carnival Paradise. Other cruise lines, including MSC Cruises, Royal Caribbean International, and Celebrity Cruises, have also been forced to alter itineraries. In environmental news, 22 environmental and human right defenders facing charges for visiting contested luxury tourism construction site in Barbuda. Antigua Newsroom reports Global Legal Action Network and frontline defenders are deeply concerned over the repeated targeting of human right defenders resisting destructive private luxury tourism developments in Barbuda. A group of human right defenders inspecting one of the contested construction sites on the island have been charged with unlawful trespass. Their hearing where they could potentially face criminal charges is set to happen tomorrow, September 29th. After Hurricane Irma hit the island in 2017, the central government in Antigua and Barbuda pushed through new laws that enable construction of a multi-million dollar luxury tourism resort and golf course known as Barbuda Ocean Club on a protected wetland and a private jet airstrip through more than 300 acres of untouched forest. A group of land right defenders, including an elected member and employee of the Barbuda Council, have repeatedly expressed concern about the human and environmental impacts of the construction, which may put the island at greater risk of future climate events. Frontline Defenders and Global Legal Action Network strongly condemn the prolonged prosecution process, judicial harassment, and repeated intimidation against Barbudans and land defenders. These organizations call on the authorities of Antigua and Barbuda to drop the charges, stop the criminalization and defamation against land defenders in Barbuda, and to take the necessary measures to enable them to continue to safely defend their collective rights. 
Barbados Today reports two days after government closed a debt swap deal to fund marine conservation efforts, international ratings agency Standard & Poor's S&P has kept Barbados' long- and short-term sovereign credit ratings at a highly speculative grade. In its latest rating issued last Friday, the credit rating agency said it reaffirmed its B-B long and short-term sovereign credit ratings on Barbados and its B-issue level rating on Barbados's debt. In addition, S&P reaffirmed its B-minus transfer and convertibility assessment and issued a stable outlook. S&P said its stable outlook reflected the view that the island continued to make progress under the Barbados Economic Recovery Transformation Program, having met benchmarks under the International Monetary Fund's Extended Fund Facility Arrangement. Prime Minister Mia Motley has welcomed the news, saying it's an indication that Barbados has done reasonably well in the present turbulent circumstances. However, she warned that Barbadians still had a very tight rope to walk as her administration continued to do what was necessary to dig the economy from its state of sluggishness and make it world-class by 2030. Motley's reaction came on Tuesday during a short groundbreaking ceremony for Hotel Indigo, a $50 million U.S. project on the site of the old Caribe Hotel on Hastings Main Road, Christchurch. Last Wednesday, the government announced that it had finalized a first-of-its-kind debt conversion debt, which expected to free up some $50 million U.S. million over the next 15 years to help fund marine conservation efforts. In other news out of Barbados, Barbados to open offshore bidding in December. Sinkit's Nevis Observer reports that the Barbados government says it expects to open its offshore licensing bid round on December 1st this year. Recently, at the International Meeting for Applied Geoscience and Energy, which was held in Houston, Texas, Barbados Ministry of Energy and Business formally announced its plans to launch the Barbados 2022 Offshore Licensing Round on December 1st, according to Barbados Minister of State in the Ministry of Foreign Trade and Business, Sandra Husbands. She told a three-day energy local content workshop and share fair that interested companies will be invited to nominate acreage from available blocks for inclusion in the bidding process. The upcoming licensing round presents an opportunity to explore the island's untapped deep water potential under competitive legal, fiscal, and regulatory work, husband said, underscoring the importance of the energy sector. She said it is key to transforming the Barbados economy and that it creates and facilitates possible investments, innovations, new industries, and jobs that are important to sustain economic growth. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. To share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, Haitian could replace Dominican as Pan-American Health Organization Director. Dominica Online reports a Haitian national, Florence Duperval Guliami, has been widely tipped to be the new 
Director General of the Pan-American Health Organization when elections are held today, Wednesday, September 28. That position is currently held by Dominican Dr. Caricia Ethian. Health officials from around the world are currently attending the Pan-American Health Organization's 30th Pan-American Sanitary Conference from September 26 to 30th, and the election of the new Pan-American Health Director will be the highlight of the meeting. Dr. Florence Duperval Guliami, Haitian's former acting prime minister and former minister of public health and population, has been named as a candidate for the position. The other five candidates hail from Colombia, Panama, Mexico, Brazil, and Uruguay. Now on to Puerto Rico, where medical license factory reduces fees for doctors licensed in Puerto Rico. Newswire reports Medical License Factory announced it is reducing its fees for Puerto Rican doctors who are interested in moving to the U.S., U.S. doctors wishing to practice in Puerto Rico, and those wanting to acquire an area of critical need ACN license. The reduction of the fees is for services including credentialing, licensing, license renewal, assisting doctors who wish to move to or from Puerto Rico, verifications, among other services. In the company's latest news, Medical License Factory is supporting doctors from the United States and Puerto Rico who wish to expand their practice to either country with a discount on its services as well as acquiring an ACN license. The move comes in response to the disastrous situation in Puerto Rico caused by Hurricane Fiona. Medical License Factory services are available in Puerto Rico and the entire United States, including Florida, Texas, Alaska, Oklahoma, North Carolina, and Georgia. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now we take a look at border control in St. Lucia. St. Lucia Times reports the second phase of the implementation of a new border control management system in St. Lucia went live on Saturday, September 25th. This phase has brought the airports and seaports up to speed with the new cutting-edge border control management system platform. The first phase and launch of the border control management system took place on July 4, 2022, with the George F.L. Charles Airport and Rodney Bay Marina project singled out at prototypes for the initial phase of the border control management system. Immigration experts with St. Lucia Border Control Agency Mr. Lucius Lake commented that the George F.L. Charles Airport and Rodney Bay Marina phase of the project advanced seamlessly. The management system solution enables border control agencies to process both arriving and departing travelers in wide-ranging situations at air, land, and seaports of entry on the island. The state-of-the-art system has many possibilities to include in the future by connecting different departments and government services to make the border even more secure. And now here's our final note. Haitian Italian designer returns to Milan Fashion Week. 
HaitiNews.net via Voice of America reports, Haitian Italian designer Stella Jean returned to the Milan runway after a two-year hiatus with a tour de force that highlighted the talents of 10 new designers of color who design history is tied to Italy. Jean pledged in 2020 not to return to Milan Fashion Week until she was not the only black designer. The We Are Made in Italy movement she founded with black American American designer Edward Buchanan and Afro Fashion Week Milano founder Michelle Ngomno ensured she would not be. Jean headlined a runway show with Buchanan and five new We Are Made in Italy WAMI designers, including a Vietnamese apparel designer, an Italian Indian accessory designer, and an African American bag designer. It is the third WAMI group to present their collections in Milan. Each of the new WAMI designers shared a connection with Italy, either through family or being relocated to study or work there. Creations, part of the We Are Made in Italy fashion event, were shown during the Women's Spring-Summer 2023 Fashion Week in Milan, Italy on September 21st. This podcast has been brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 28th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.